You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome back to America Trends. I'm Barry Nussbaum filling in for Dr. Gina. With me in the studio is Micha Danzig. Micha is an attorney, a Middle East analyst. He regularly speaks and writes about matters related to the Middle East and terrorism. He also served in the Israeli Defense Force, and he's a former police officer in the NYPD. Micha, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's good to have my good friend with us. Always good to be with you. So, Micha, you're an attorney, you're a Middle East analyst, you write about this, you're an expert. Let's talk about the horrific attacks in Paris, 130 dead. Uh, God knows how many are in critical condition and will be added to it. Um, Beyond the death toll, what's the significance of what happened in Paris? Well, I think the France has changed. Frankly, Europe has changed. Uh, the impact that uh, 9-11 had on America and on American security, on Americans' sense of uh, safety in, in America that was, you know, the, separated by two oceans, et cetera, that feeling that Americans had that went away on 9-11, uh, that type of uh, um, effect is now being felt in France. Despite the, the 7-7 bombings in London and the Madrid bombings in Spain, I think this one, because of uh, its ISIS, because of the manner of the attack, because of the Mumbai-style attack that took place in Paris, uh, I think this has had a significant impact on uh, the way people feel in Europe, and particularly okay, so in France. How, so how is it going to change Paris, specifically French security? What are they going to do differently that's going to change the lifestyle of Parisians? And it's going to be obvious to those possible attackers in the future that these guys are ready. Well, I mean, what they, what they will do and what they should do are two different things. I'm going to t- I'll talk to you about what they should do. Okay. Right? What they should do is adopt measures that are offensive, defensive, and preventive. Right? Defensive is first and foremost. Nobody should be able to, for example, uh, in this day and age, walk into a large concert hall with suicide vests on. Right? Israel, unfortunately, had to deal with this back in, in, the, in the early 2000s, particularly in 2001 through 2003 with, right, the, with right. the Second Intifada. And that changed how Israelis live. Right? Those defensive measures changed how they live. But it stopped a lot of this terrorism, stopped it cold. Uh, so, so what you're saying is right now in Paris, anybody can walk in basically anywhere with a ticket and become a walking bomb. There's nothing, no security uh, that I'm aware of for these types of soft targets where large people gather to vet and make sure that people aren't walking in there with a bomb the way that it exists right now in Israel. In Israel, you can't walk into any shopping mall, theater, even a movie theater, let alone a concert like the Bataclan, right, and, you know, without being subject to search. And if you have a bomb on you, they're going to find out. So that's first. You're going to have to have, I mean, if you really want to take this seriously and prevent you know, these types of things from happening in the future, you have to be defensive. That means you have to have security where you didn't have security before. You have to have, uh, you know, people who are actually greeting you and you have to have people who are capable of spotting uh, potential murderers, potential terrorists. That's it's key. not politically correct. Are the French going to do that? Are they going to change the lifestyle of a million or two people that are going to the museums and the clubs and the sporting events? Again, I think they will and I think they should. Uh, I think this has been a wake-up call for them. If they don't, they're going to be hit again. They're going to be hit again hard. The other aspect of this that we talked about is offensive. 
Right. They have to be offensive. That means vastly improving the cooperation uh, amongst all their intelligence agencies, their police, their law enforcement agencies, and going after these um, killers where they operate, right? Where their centers of operation are. It's the, we're hearing things about you know over 100 people have been arrested uh, in the last co- in the last couple yeah. of days. Are they going to prosecute, or are uh, they just going to round them well, up? It depends what they found, but you know the, already some of those arrests have led to the tip that we saw today that have caused the uh, stadium in Hanover to be evacuated. Right, right. They're getting actionable intelligence from being aggressive, from going after these people. They're, they have people on these watch lists. They're on a watch list for a reason, right? They're, if if they focus their efforts more, they invest more in the surveillance. They invest more in intelligence gathering. Again, as Israel, for example, had to do during the Second Intifada. And, place tremendous resources in you know Judea and Samaria and in Gaza to get intelligence reports on what's going on there and, and, and have actual ears, human ears, human intel, giving them information on future attacks. That's what the French are going to need to do. That's what the Europeans are going to need to do generally. They're going to have to vastly invest in that apparatus. Got it. So here's the big question. Why Paris? Why did they hit Paris for the second time with a big tragedy? Well, I just want to, before we, before we tackle that question, one more thing on prevent, uh, you said defense, offense, and preventive. Right. Preventive is going to be the biggest key, but that's a more long-term play. France can do this better than America can, because in France they don't have a First Amendment, right? So France can go after the vile teaching of hate that goes on in so many of these, you know, uh, Islamic ghettos that they have in France and all over, in Belgium as well. We see what's going on in Belgium right now. They need to more aggressively go after these madrasas, these preachers, these imams that are teaching and preaching hate. And they can actually do that. And then they can also invest in counteracting those, you know, Islamist radical teachings with a more Sufi as opposed to Salafi uh, teaching that is peaceful. There is, I mean, there is a peaceful Islam out there. And that's what we need to be focusing people on and to have them embrace. The Safi way of Islam, or the Sufi, excuse me, way of Islam, is one that everybody can live with and there's no war. The Salafi one is the exact opposite. That's the radicalized. That's the radicalized. So why Paris? Well, you have to, I think we have to keep in context everything that's been happening with ISIS, because it wasn't just Paris, right? We see ISIS attacking uh, two weeks, within the last two weeks, they've attacked a Russian airliner. They downed it. We see that a couple days before, or a day before the Paris attack, they went after and blew up uh, and Hezbollah stronghold and killed almost 50 people, right? And then we see the Paris attack. So ISIS is sending a message, right? And it's sending a message that it, it's flexing its muscles. It's showing the people that it views as directly challenging its territorial gains and the caliphate it's trying to establish in the Middle East uh, aggressively. Are you saying that they consider France part of the future caliphate? Well, I think they consider the whole world part of the future <laughs> caliphate. But they, they certainly want to send a message to those that are participating in uh, in fighting the caliphate. And France was a particularly good target for them. And we can't forget, uh, France is home to the largest Jewish population in Europe. And we can't forget that a lot of these targets had a Jewish connection to them. Got it. So we've got a minute left, or a little less. Tell me, where in Europe are they going to hit next? Uh, What's the next target? Or are they going to stay with France? Uh, I, think for, I think it's about opportunity for them. I think they're definitely going to hit other places in Europe. They, uh, apparently, there was good intel that they were trying to hit Germany today. I mean, the, the targets for them are wide open right now. You have to remember, there's thousands and thousands of ISIS fighters that fought in Iraq and Syria that are now back on the European continent, and probably more to come. Boy, I hope you're wrong. Micha Danzig, my good friend and a security expert that we're very grateful to have. Thanks a lot for coming in. We really appreciate your input. And I hope you're wrong, 
but I, I get the feeling that you're probably going to be right, Mika. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.